the latest in agricultural media, and some smart conversation. This is the Ag Communicators Network Podcast. Welcome to the Ag Communicators Network Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Navarra. In this episode, Katie Knapp, also known as the Ag Photographer, joins me to talk about the importance of branding your freelance photography business. She takes you behind the scenes to explain how she chose her business name and the strategy she used in developing her website to attract the types of clients she was looking to work with. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. It's nice to meet you. How did you get started as you, in a career as a freelancer? Like many probably freelancers, I kind of fell into it. Interestingly enough, I was looking through some old notebooks a few years into freelancing and realized that I had written on a goal sheet way back when that I wanted to be um, freelancing by the time I was 30. Just after I was 30, I started freelancing. So I did, I did set that goal, but I kind of fell into it as, as my path just ended there. I started my career in advertising agencies and moved around a bunch, working on uh, a bunch of different types of clients and accounts in several different agencies, and then uh, went to grad school in the midst of that, came back for one more agency stint, as the case was, I got laid off on Groundhog Day in a blizzard. <laughs> and I said, okay, <laughs> it's time to do something else. I love to tell this story because it's so um, random. I was making cheese curds with a friend who makes cheese on their dairy farm. And her mom helps her. And she was asking me questions about my career and my grad school projects and things like that. And she stopped and said, Katie, you need to go into business by yourself and we will be your first customer. And that was back in 2016. And here we are. So things work out the way they're supposed to. Yes, yes. And can you talk a little bit about um, what types of services you offer in your business? So first and foremost, I'm a photographer. I do editorial and commercial photography in the agricultural space. I, I really saw that there was a need for that, especially in the commercial space. Someone who knows agriculture, but also knows marketing and advertising and what clients want from that side of the table and from the ag side of the table show the right images. I always um, kind of boil it down to, if you send me out to a farm by myself, I'm gonna get the right side of the cow for the, <laughs> for the campaign kind of thing. Um, you know, it, nothing gets under my skin more than when you see, you flip through ads and you see, you know, a dairy cow instead of a beef cow or the wrong crop in the photo. I have an image saved on my desktop that's a Triscuit box that has a soybean field in the image instead of a wheat field. <laughs> that's kind of my motivator. <laughs> but yeah, so I do um, photography for that and then I do editorial writing as well. Um, my biggest account there is with the Furrow magazine. Um, and then I do some other projects here and there for clients that um, I've worked with for a long time. Um, 
you know, I do a little bit of market research for one client. Um, you know, I do friends and family photos if they, if I really like them. <laughs> uh, Not only do they get the discount, yeah. but the friends and family, uh, yes, I'll agree to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So you, you mentioned a little earlier that your tagline is kind of that when they send you out, you're going to get the right side of the cow. Um, mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of branding your photography business? Yes. So my business name is The Ag Photographer, quite simply and literally. Uh, I have my sister-in-law to thank for that because she said, hey, let's look to see if this website is available. This is what you need. And it was. <laughs> and I snatched it up. And really, um, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what my niche was, what my unique offering is, um, because a lot of people can take good photos and a lot of people know ag. I realized going through branding efforts um, was there's nobody else that is situated in the exact position that I am. There's no one that has the same experiences and therefore viewpoint that I have coupled with the photography um, skills and marketing skills and those kind of things. So I really have positioned myself in that spot of knowing ag and knowing consumers and the urban audience and knowing uh, marketing needs and things like that and really pushed that package. Going through that, I worked with a consultant to help me narrow down and refine my messaging around that. We also went through my portfolio with that lens and we looked at um, what images, not just were technically correct images and good images from, from that point of view, but really spoke to that message as well so that that was the face I was putting out to potential clients. So all of my pieces, my website, my um, social media presence, any um, collateral that I put out all has that same cohesive look and feel. I think that's interesting that you mentioned that you hired a consultant um, because I think it is hard for freelancers to take a, a step back and identify their unique niche. Do you remember any particular exercises or activities that you found helpful in working through? that clarification process? Yeah, one of the things she had me do right away was just um, go to a bookstore and thumb through magazines on the rack that were in any industry. So they could have been food magazines, they could have been fitness magazines, they could have been car magazines, whatever, and just flag images that looked like things that I could do or that I, that resonated with me and my style. And then when we went through that, we picked out what the themes were hmm. and then compared that to what my hypothesis kind of was going in, um, what I thought my images looked like and what my style was ahead of that, what we came up with after that was that I shoot authentic images, right? So images that are not posed, um, that are in the moment, uh, and that have a pop of color. And as you think about ag images, that's usually the case, right? We have a lot of natural colors, and then there's that piece of iron. <laughs> you know, there's that red equipment or that green equipment, um, so that pop of color. But the other thing about my imagery is the geometry of it. 
um, I straight things need to be straight in my, um, in my view, uh, that comes from my mom being a quilt designer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so geometry was part of our, our, um, mainstay growing up. Then we were able to refine that look, um, and then make, put words around that. So authentic in the moment, those kind of things. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I'm, I just started working with a business coach myself. And the first thing he said in the first coaching call was you need to be better focused in your website. And I think one, one thing that is hard for us as freelancers is to like let go of certain pieces of work that we might be proud of, even if it doesn't fit our goal um, on our website. Can you talk a little bit about how you work through that process of kind of calling what you had there, even if it was, you know, a favorite project and just didn't fit the mission of your branding? Absolutely. Yeah. So I mentioned that I um, take friends and family photos if I really like them. (laughs) Um, So when I started, um, a lot of my portfolio was um, friends and family, you know, portraits, um, you know, that, that farm family Christmas card picture or whatever. And I really liked those images and I was proud of those images and we pulled them out because Mm -hmm. they were not true to that vision. But then that left a hole in my portfolio of portraits, right? We, you still need portraits. A client is going to ask you for that. Um, so that forced me to flex a different muscle and go create different portrait images and really think about that too. The other thing is market research. My degree, my master's degree is in sociology. I, I am a researcher, but I don't promote that. I don't, that's not part of my branding. Um, that's not part of my you know, offerings that I go out and sell. I do the odd project here and there. Um, I have one client that, that that's all she comes to me for, but that's just part of my kind of diversification. Um, it's not the, the thing I want to hang my hat on as far as what my public persona is. Sure. And you have spent a lot of time thinking about your brand and being strategic about what you put out there. What what have you learned now or through this process that you wish you knew when you had started? Well, part of it is that I'm a perfectionist. And so <laughs> making a brand as a freelancer is really branding yourself, right? It's very different than branding a thing or a company. Like when I was um, working in the advertising agencies, when you had that widget you were working with or the overall organization, um, so branding yourself, like that's, that's being very vulnerable. And as a perfectionist, that's very scary. So a lot of times I spin my wheels trying to figure out what is the right thing to say or post or share or whatever so much that I don't do anything. <laughs> I have gotten better and I'm still pushing myself along this path, but you know, it doesn't have to be perfect to post, especially on social media or on your website. You can edit it later and, you know, take it down or repost it or tweak it or whatever. Um, so that iterating, um, is okay. So to get something out before it's perfect is okay. And that's not something I'm comfortable with. Have you found any um, strategies to help you get more comfortable with that? Or are you just pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone? Sometimes I just like do it. You know, I've, I've, I stop um, overanalyzing it and I, or I don't give myself time to, and I just say, Oh, that was good. And I just go for it. 
and nine times out of 10, it's well received. And if it's not, then I have the opportunity to change it. Um, you know, you've been working as a photographer for quite a few years now. Um, what is one of your favorite projects that has stood out to you over time? One of my favorite projects um, I did just this past year um, during the pandemic. I live in Minneapolis, but I grew up on a farm in Illinois. And when the initial lockdown started in the spring, I knew that I could not stay by myself in the middle of the city all spring. I, first of all, like I already had a two week kind of limit in, in my normal life patterns. If I didn't leave the Metro bubble, um, every 14 days, I would get a little twitchy. <laughs> I need to see the, the horizon. I need to see how the crops are progressing in the season, you know, whatever, right? Like that was already in my process. And so then when the world you know, shut down and I really couldn't leave my neighborhood. I was like, ooh. So I packed up for greener pastures literally and relocated to my family's farm for the spring and just so happened I got there the same day that they started planting. Um, so then I also um, became part farmhand, uh, which was great. But um, one thing I noticed right away was the huge difference in attitude and mentality and everything about what the kids and parents were experiencing in my neighborhood versus what they were experiencing in the, the greater farm neighborhood. You know, there was a, a difference in stress level. There was a relief at home because the kids were home and helping where mm -hmm. the city uh, families were just, you know, super stressed out trying to navigate working from home and online learning and all of that at the beginning. I decided, okay, I need to somehow document this. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I, I need to capture this. I need to, you know, start a personal project of some sort and just, and then it was also good therapy for me to get out and have my camera in my hand um, and be interacting with any, with other people other than just my uh, immediate family. Um, and the good thing is, as you know, we shoot outside, right? We shoot <laughs> far away anyway. So before we're really mandating everything, you know, I was donning all of that and, and being careful and everything. And what I created was awesome, just awesome. So I got um, several families um, from like a couple counties around where our farm is um, with kids of all kinds of different activities. And I, I stretched myself. Um, so I'm, a minute ago, I was talking about um, that I needed more portraiture in my portfolio. And then I normally shoot in the moment stuff, but I stretched myself to create some posed things. And I said, okay, these kids are missing their sports. They're, they're missing their music, they're missing, you know, whatever their extracurricular words were, um, those were canceled. So I had them put their uniforms on and I juxtaposed them in their farm element. Um, and I created some really cool stuff. I tried to pitch it to um, the Chicago newspapers as luck would have it because it was 2020. I started pitching it right at Memorial Day 
and guess what? <laughs> the news cycle was a little busy at that point. They were full um, <laughs> with other um, happenings. So that didn't go anywhere. Um, but I went through the effort at least of doing that. So um, I'm ready for the next time. But I was able to get it published in some ag magazines from a different angle. And then um, I'm working on getting it put together on a, a separate page on my website um, as a standalone project. Okay. I, was, I was really proud of pushing myself and what came out of that. For sure. So we can point listeners to your website to kind of yeah. stay tuned for some of those photos to roll yeah. out. Yeah, there's some of them already posted um, on my social media. And um, I think there's a couple in my portfolio already, but the whole set is not organized completely. It's a work in progress. Back to that perfectionist. <laughs> I need to pull the trigger. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about um, what it was like trying to do your work as a photographer amid COVID. Um, you mentioned that you went and stayed at your families and you felt a sense of relief. Um, but how um, did it affect your commercial work throughout those months? It brought my commercial work to a screeching halt. Uh, I didn't do a single agency shoot in 2020, which is huge. I'm always busier in the late summer into October for the uh, agency work. Um, harvest is basically what they want to capture, right? And so for sure, like any spring work was put on hold because no one knew what was going to happen uh, or how to do it. By summer, things were coming back to Together, um, but the clients that I work with still didn't have budgets available, or they, you know, weren't certain that they wanted to get everyone to a remote location because of what that entailed. Um, versus some of my counterparts that were working with people nearby, and you know, didn't involve um, travel or hotel stays or any of that kind of thing. Into September, I started to get requests and was all set up for a shoot. Um, and then I got exposed. Mm. I got exposed exactly 14 days before the shoot, which meant I couldn't do it. I didn't, I didn't get uh, sick, but per the CDC recommendations, we couldn't and, and I, I couldn't put my clients and their clients in that position either in the, the what if scenario. So I had to bow out of that. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, got worse again. Um, and so everybody, I had a couple more um, planned that we scrapped to say, okay, maybe in 21 when things come back to normal. Um, but um, I have had stock requests. So I do sell um, a fair bit of stock imagery to agencies and companies um, that are looking for something that's not an iStock type photo. Um, and so those have, they, they weren't as um, prevalent as they have been in previous years. Again, I'm sure because of um, just budgets all around, but those it, this fall definitely came back. And how are you feeling um, heading into the new year? good. <laughs> I did, uh, I did several editorial shoots, uh, through the course of the fall and into the winter and those all went really well. So I'm very hopeful 
that that will continue into the larger commercial shoots that, you know, involve a few more people and are a little bit more orchestrated. Based on conversations I've had with clients, you know, they're ready to get back at it as well. I think we've all seen how you can do it safely and the new normal, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, The good thing is I work by myself, right? So a lot of commercial photographers have a big crew and that's not how I work. Obviously, you know, that means we um, probably have a different style of imagery, but uh, so the clients that like my style, it's easier for them to, you know, add one more person versus add 10 more people to Mm -hmm. the project. Well, and I hear um, too, although you didn't come out and say it, you have a little diversity in your clients to help balance out um, the ebbs and flows in the market. So while you weren't working on commercial work last fall, you still had some editorial contracts and projects in place. Yes, yes. I would say freelance 101 is don't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> um, if, if you do, then you're a contractor, right? Like then you just have one contract. Um, and that is risky for sure. And so what other advice would you offer to uh, freelance photographers who may be listening in today um, as it relates to building their brand and their business? Well, so one thing I would say um, I was pretty okay at at the beginning and I've gotten better at is don't just say yes to a project because it'll pay you. Say yes to the right projects. And the more you work on the projects that you want to work on, the more those type of projects will come to you um, and you'll be able to seek those out. Just because someone knows you and says, hey, you know, you can pick up a camera. If, if the shot is not your style or your cup of tea, like gracefully bow out and offer to find a different person for them. Be a good resource in that. I think that's a good piece of advice because all of us who work for ourselves can sometimes get caught up in what the bottom line is and think that we just need to take the project to pay the bills and Mm -hmm. that may not always be in the best interest. Yeah. In my case, it happens to usually always be writing project. (laughs) Someone will say, hey, can you write something? And I'll say, of course. And then I sit down to write it and I'm like, why did I do this? This is not the type of writing I want to do or, you know, whatever it is. So I've learned to, to say no to um, certain projects that make me in the moment go, oh, this is going to pay, but is it really what I want to do? <laughs> <laughs> that soul feeding work. Yeah. So also yeah. The bills. <laughs> yeah. And luckily, you know, I have enough clients that, um, you know, I have a stable base that I can say no. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I appreciate you joining in today. Is there anything else that you'd like to add about branding or running a freelance photographer business that we might not have gotten to in the earlier part of the interview? Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people maybe at first blush think branding is your colors and your logo. And that's an element of your brand, but branding really is a lot deeper than that. Branding is your messaging and your consistency and what you stand for um, and that whole package. And then it is executed through your logo or the copy on your website or whatever, but it's the whole package. Um, And I think, you know, some of the creative entrepreneur networks I, I follow on social media and read their blogs or 
you know, listen to their podcast or something can get, people can get caught up in that to begin with. Like, oh, I don't have my business cards just yet. Or is this name right? Or is this logo right? Like, ask yourself why first. And really get the answer to that. And then the rest will follow. Have you found any resources in particular that have been especially helpful in determining that for yourself? Well, I'm working with a consultant to the, at the beginning was really helpful. There's lots of photography consultants out there. I actually um, found the one I worked with to begin with through ASMP, American Society of Media Photographers. That's a fantastic organization. And so I get a, a lot of insights um, from them. As far as just kind of business itself, um, I have, I found myself um, just liking or resonating with a lot of quotes recently that all happened to be from Simon, Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's really big on the why. Mm-hmm. Um, so books, you know, leadership, business books, um, all kind of trickle down into branding as well. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite authors. In fact, I just finished reading his most recent book, The Infinite Game. Ah, good. But start with why is the best one and, and a good yeah. place to start. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate um, you taking time out of your schedule to join me today. And I'm sure that our listeners will appreciate all of the advice that you have shared. Absolutely. Thank you. This has been an Ag Communicators Network podcast. Thanks for listening, and please visit us online at agcomnetwork.com for more great content.